if the lights are turned way down low, let us know, let us know, let us know. Hey, it's Christmas time. It's the 23rd of December. This is Back from the Brink, and I'm Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. Uh, just a heads up, calendar-wise, it is the day before the day before Christmas. Uh, we will not be streaming the rest of the week. We are taking off Thursday and Friday. We will probably be back on Monday, but definitely not doing anything uh, on Thursday and Friday. So um, those of you who celebrate Christmas have a wonderful and happy Christmas. Those of you who don't have a wonderful and happy Thursday and Friday, and we'll be back on Monday. So enough of calendar work. Have you heard about it? Have you heard about it? KFC is making their own gaming console, and apparently it's going to be one that's got, you know, Intel-powered guts that are essentially as strong as, as your PS5s and your, your uh, uh, excuse me, Xbox Xs and all kinds of cool, cool stuff. It's shaped sort of like the bargain bucket, and it's got a chicken chamber where you can stick chicken in, and they use the heat of the CPU to keep your chicken warm. So while you're gaming... And you can you can reach in and grab a greasy drumstick and get grease all over all of your stuff and and also it'll smell faintly of chicken all the time because you know there'll be droppings and stuff in there and uh, you know it sounds like something that somebody would have announced on April first but apparently they've actually built this thing and uh, and are going to make it available to people. You can get your KFC gaming machine at your local KFC shortly. It's not out apparently shipping yet, but uh, but they're they're uh, planning on uh, on going forward with it they said that uh, uh, it has a swappable graphics card so you can upgrade graphics as needed and has uh, two terabytes of SSD for storage and uh, yeah we'll see we'll see what happens um, but uh, it'll drive a 4k display at 240 frames per second and um, huh yeah, KFC is very innovative when it comes to marketing their stuff. You know, they did a cross-marketing uh, thing with Crocs a while back that uh, had uh, KFC colors along the base and KFC chicken printed on top of them, too. So you could buy some KFC Crocs. And it's like, great, take a crappy shoe and put some crappy chicken on it. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's my opinion. Um and I say that I, you know, if I go out and get chicken, KFC isn't the first place I go. But every once in a while, you just want some. You want those eleven herbs and spices, and and you know, it's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, you know, it is fried chicken, so it's probably not the healthiest thing in the world for you. So you don't want to do it too much. You don't want to overgo. But uh, you know, eleven herbs and spices, yeah, that's uh, not bad. Wow. Apparently, last December they also teamed up with an artificial fire log company in Virolog to offer a chicken that was scented with 11 herbs and spices. Yeah, the people at KFC, they're willing to go outside the box a little bit, aren't they? Uh, get your KFC Crocs and your KFC fire, 11 herbs and spices fire lock. <laughs> oh, you got to love them. You know, I, I really do actually appreciate a company that's willing to go and do some off-the-wall kind of things. You know, it's like, this is different. Let's try this. <laughs> we'll make a chicken heater inside our gaming device because that's a good idea. Nobody's ever thought of that before. Um, yeah. You know, use that heat that comes off that, that overworked CPU. Um, you know, that's that's it, that's been the joke about the new uh, M1 Apple uh, computers is they don't get hot. They have a fan, but it hardly ever comes on. It's hard to get them to warm up. 
And uh, and so, you know, feature-wise, the one thing that they'll never be able to do as well as the Intel and AMD-based computers is keep your lap warm um, or, you know, a uh, place to set your coffee to keep it nice and toasty. So, uh, you know, when you're, when you're using a lot of energy, you, you generate heat. And, uh, and that's the way that goes. So, you know, more power to them, I guess. <laughs> no pun intended, or pun intended, I guess. Um, yeah, so it's very interesting. Um, you know, the fine folks at Qualcomm have announced their latest version of a uh, CPU. And so they're benchmarking the new CPU and found out that their newest CPU is almost as powerful, but not as powerful as the last generation of Apple CPUs. Um, so keep working, guys. Here's Aaron. Hello. Hello. So, uh, KFC, this article. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, I was just talking about that. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, my gosh. I mean, you got to, you know, kudos to them for trying to find a way to to use, capture that heat coming off that CPU, you know, keep your chicken warm. But can you imagine (laughs) the greasy fingers that are going to be all over your game controllers and, you know, and, you know, you come back the next day to use it and you're going to have this smell of stale chicken sort of lingering around in the room. It's just like, like, and how do you wash it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole thing doesn't just, you know, sit down inside the sink. There's a computer in there. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of questions that go unanswered here, and, and I, um, I'm not so sure it's a good idea. But if you look at that, if you read further into the article, they do a lot of other stuff too. This they, these, this is a company whose marketing department really thinks outside the box. Um, they did a cross-platform thing with uh, with uh, Crocs, so they had Crocs that had you know ch- pieces of chicken imprinted on them. Um, and then they also did a thing with a fire log company where you had a fire log that had the scent of 11 herbs and spices when you burned okay, it. Okay, so I heard about that one, and um, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. So your husband or whatever walks in the house, or your wife walks in the house yeah. after work and thinking that you're making chicken, and, you know, you're not. It's just fire. Yeah. Yeah, that one actually is sneaky genius because you're going to smell it and go like, okay, we got to go get some chicken now. Exactly. I'm hungry. Exactly. Yeah. I, well, and my poor husband, I don't bake. And so um, uh, I'll be, I'll, I love the smell of, of baking, though. And so I'll buy cookies that are like, I mean, I'll buy candles that are like cookie scented or birthday cake scented or something yeah. like that. You walk in the house like, oh, what are you baking? You're tricking candles? him all the time. You're tricking him. <laughs> poor guy. He's, his life is a living hell because of you and your candles. <laughs> Actually, I could say the same thing about my life because it's not a candle. That means that there's stuff that I'm going to eat whether I really want it or not. It just smells too good. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's equally not good. Uh, yeah, It's a lose-lose situation or a win-win depending on how you look at it, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. golly, Moses. So yummy. So yeah, the KFC on a game console. You know, I could yeah, see... you know, I thought that was an April Fool's joke, but it's not April, and but apparently they're actually really making it. So that's crazy. That's that's like how much weed were you smoking when you came up with that idea? Yeah, now I got to say that the, the the KFC marketing people uh, really impressed me. You know, between the fire log and the and the the Crocs, and now this is like you guys are cool. <laughs> That'd be a fun place to the work. Fire log is- yeah. That's genius. I, 
I'm shocking, uh, shocked that they don't have, like, you know, Christmas candles that you can pick up through the drive-thru that also smell like 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> if you're listening, KFC guys, that's next. You know, or, or scented oil that you can put in your diffuser. Or you did your essential oil of fried chicken. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's face it. What, what smells do we really like? Yeah. Forget that lilac, man. Give me 11 herbs and spices and some thick grease. That's what I want. Yeah. Now, how much you want to bet sometime in the next few days one of us is going to eat some chicken from somewhere, maybe even KFC, because we've talked about it, we've planted the seed, and we're going to be thinking yes. about it. Our, our subconscious is going to be grinding on this for a while, and we're going to go like, hey, you know what sounds good? Let's get some chicken. Uh, you know, it's, it's weird. Now that I've been eating meat again for about a month, I'm feeling kind of gross, like I want to be yeah. vegan again. So I'll get through the weekend. And then clean I out might... the pipes. <laughs> yeah, just go back to my vegan eating. I, I feel feel weird. Um, yeah. So, I mean, not that I don't like meat. I do. I just, you know, yeah. This was just a this just something to do over the holidays. I'm gonna go back to yeah. my vegan vegan diet. Yeah. Well, and and I think you know whether it's vegan or whatever. I mean, we can all. Um, I think we all feel better if you want to be really honest with yourself. If you just eat a healthier, cleaner diet, and you know. Um, it's hard to do with, with, uh, the baked goods that my wife keeps putting out amongst the family. So, uh, and shipping, let me tell you that fits at chips box from the uh, post office fits a lot of cookies, fudge and, and other baked goods. And, uh, I have one of those seal a meal, like, you know, vacuum sealer things. So I've been vacuum sealing stuff and stuffing it in a box and shipping it off. And, uh, to those that I can't drive it to. Nice. Nice. Oh, it's a beautiful day. 47 degrees. I I hear that we're going to be getting some rain next week. That would be nice. I like that it's getting cooler again. At least it was a cool morning. You know, I don't know how hot it's going to be, but, you know, it was in the 80s the last couple days. And it's like, that's not Christmas time. I don't want it to be that. Of course, I guess if you live in Australia, that's what you're used to. You know, if you live in the Southern Hemisphere. But we do, and I've lived in the normal, nor, northern, <laughs> I almost said normal hemisphere, <laughs> the northern <laughs> hemisphere my whole life. And so I'm used to cold Christmases, or at least uh, dreaming of them, if not actually experiencing it, because I've also lived in the Southland for most of my life, you know, either New Mexico or here. Um, when we lived in New Mexico when I was a kid, though, um, uh, it, uh, uh, you know, it's high desert, so it's kind of like Victorville. So it it got cold. It got cold. We even got snow a couple of years. You know, nice dusting. I remember the year that we got snow, uh, we got maybe, you know, three or four inches of snow. And that was the year I got a 10-speed bicycle that had, you know, the caliper brakes. And for those of you who don't know, caliper brakes don't work real well when your tires get all wet and slimy. And, uh, you know, I got on my brand new bike and uh, went riding down the street. And my friend David comes out of the, his house and I look over to him and wave and I slam on my brakes to stop so that I can talk to him and the bike doesn't stop at all and I plow right into the back of his dad's GTO and I flipped up over the handlebars and I ended up laying with my head on the trunk and my feet on the roof and my butt sort of up against the back window um, on you know and and my front tire was now the shape of an egg I literally rode the bike about a hundred yards and then smashed into a GTO 
I wrote Sorry, it. that's terrible. Yeah, I was fine, but I got back up on my bike and, and rode it home, sniffling and, and, and going kathump, 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 because the thing was, you know, the front tire was now ovoid shaped. Uh, yeah. So yes. did you replace yes. the rim and the tire? Yeah, yeah. We went and got the uh, the the bike uh, fixed up. And, in, uh, of course, Christmas Day, you couldn't do anything, but, but we did it, I think, the next day. My dad and I went and took care of that got it swapped out that was a traumatic christmas for me because i had been asking for a bike and then uh one day i don't know a week or so before christmas uh the phone rings and i go hello and i was eighth grade so you know your voice kind of crackled and stuff but sometimes it sounded a little more deep than i looked you know sounded a little more adult i guess and i pick up the phone and said hello and the other end of the guy goes hi this is bob from dgny we've got this bike on layaway here we wondered if you guys were going to come down and pick it up long pause and i go um i don't think i was supposed to know about that and the guy goes oh my gosh i'm so sorry don't say anything to anybody okay this will just be between you i'll i'll call back in a little bit and you know and me being the good boy that i was i think i held it in for all of about 10 minutes before i went to my parents going i didn't mean to know but this guy called and i don't i'm so sorry and they looked at me completely straight faced and went well since the prize is ruined, I guess then we just won't pick it up. I'll have to call no. them and tell them that we, they can give the bike to someone else. No. And that's what they told me. So then Christmas morning we right. get up. Oh, I was devastated. Christmas morning we get up and, you know, kids, brothers and sisters, we all go run to the tree to see what's there. No bike. No bike anywhere. Oh, I'll open up all our stuff. We're, you know, do our whole thing. Christmas is done. My mom's getting breakfast ready and it's, it's over, you know, kind of sitting around waiting to eat our breakfast. And how was your birthday or how was, how was Christmas guys? You know, and everybody's like, Oh, you know, I like this and I like this. And I go, well, you know, it's okay. Wish I'd gotten that bike though. And my dad goes, well, what's that over there on the tree? What? And there was a t- there was a piece of paper, a tag on the tree, and what it was was the piece of paper that came with a padlock for a bike lock, and there was a uh, uh, combination there. He goes, you know, I thought I saw a new lock out there on the garage. Why don't you see if that works for that? So I run out, work my little, you know, tr- standing it. I'm in pajamas in four inches of snow, barefoot. Uh, you know, my mom yelling after me, put some shoes on. Open up the lock, and of course it takes me about six tries to get the stupid lock open. Open up the lock, roll up the garage door, and there's my bike that my dad apparently had spent the night putting together and was up until the wee hours, which I found out later. And so I, and and when they when they got the bike, there was there's no handlebar tape, so it's just metal handlebars because the, apparently that wasn't put in the package. They were going to have to go back to the store to get the handlebar tape to, to wrap the handlebars anyway. So I jump on the bike, hands freezing because the metal is freezing cold. The garage is unheated. I ride 100 yards down the street. Boom! Into the back of the GTO, flip over the bike, and then ride home crying. <laughs> that bike was an emotional wow. trauma, let me tell you. <laughs> wow. Yep. My 10-speed Huffy. <laughs> oh, I think, wow. Every kid had either a Schwinn or a Huffy. Yeah, that was my my Christmas uh, experience that I I mean, you know, we've all had Christmas experiences, but that one was the was the sort of classic Christmas sort of like the um uh Christmas story Christmas for the Red Rider BB. That was my Red Rider BB gun was was that that 10 speed bike. 
My goodness, what an emotional roller coaster that that Christmas was. Wow. So did you do any damage to the GTO? Not a thing. This was a 1966 GTO. They were built like tanks. They needed that giant engine because they weighed four bajillion pounds. But, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. However, my friend David said that it was spectacular. <laughs> the flip up yeah, over was, the handlebars. Yeah, because he had a front row seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, he later on said, by the way, you, you know, are you okay? Because that was amazing. Can you do it again? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> no. I'm like stunned and shattered and, and you know, just an emotional wreck. <laughs> but, you know, you know, 11-something-year-old boys somewhere in there, they go like, that was cool. Let's do it. Maybe I could do that. And David's dad's like, no, you won't. <laughs> you, got, you boys will be staying away from my car. His family was from Texas. And Mr. Umphrey did not find that amusing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, by later that day, all of the snow was gone, but uh, and it was safe to ride uh, caliper-braked bikes again. But mine wasn't available to me for at least a few days. Um, yeah, David and I rode those bikes all over that Air Force base, lots of places we weren't supposed to go. Love them bikes. Back in the day. That's actually that's really cool. I mean, you think about... Air Force Base is being so much safer than, um, you know, out in the neighborhoods, right? So, yeah. you know, as a kid, as a parent, you know, you'd feel better about letting your kid just kind of be a kid. Yeah. No, in fact, uh, you know, Tobin will tell you about the, uh, our parents would basically just kick us out of the house and say, when the streetlights come on, you need to be home because the streetlights well, come on at too, dusk. But, I mean, today you wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah, I think part of it was the time, part of it was the place. You're right. It was a combination of the two because on the base, it was relatively safe. And they figured, you know, how far are they going to go? But, man, once they gave us bikes, I don't think they knew how far we went. I mean, we went all over that base. And and mind you, this base was, you know, miles and miles, square miles, because a lot of desert around the base was part of the base. We went riding all over the place. Um, and little did you know, a 10-speed road bike worked perfectly fine for driving over, you know, Soft dirt in the desert too, because we figured we went everywhere. You know, you just downshift and keep pedaling, keep pedaling. You know that boundless energy of an eleven or twelve year old. Yeah, ah, the good old days. days. Yep, 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 yep. Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end. <laughs> Who did that song? I don't that song before. Oh, really? I think it was a Frank Sinatra song, maybe. I don't know. Oh. That doesn't sound quite right. The voice isn't the voice that I hear in my head. Hmm. But, uh... Hmm. Yeah, those were the days, my friend. Let's see. Come on. Come on, Duck, Duck, Go. Search, man. Search. Search. I just well, got uh, weird, feedback. weird feedback. When I'm talking, I'm hearing my myself echo like a second behind what I say. Oh, that's weird. It does that every once, in a, that every once in a while. Skype. So apparently Dominion Voting Systems uh, employee is suing the Trump campaign and allies, uh, alleging defamation. So uh, this is according to NPR. 
and uh, a top employee of Dominion Voting Systems, who's apparently gone into hiding because of uh, the things that the president has said. They're suing the Trump campaign, a number of campaign surrogates, and pro-Trump media outlets alleging defamation. So this Eric Coomer, um, who is the director of product strategy and security, uh, he's been he's saying that he's been baselessly accused of using his position to mastermind a high-tech plot to steal the election for President Joe Biden. And he's not a he's not a media personality. He's not, you know, he's not anybody that that would be protected, you know, with, under free speech laws. You don't have the right to defame him. Um, and so he is he's pushing back. He filed this uh, lawsuit Tuesday in Colorado, where he lives, and I guess the company is based in Colorado. And he's accusing them of spreading falsehoods, of intentional and infliction of emotional distress and civil conspiracy. Yeah, that's what so, they do. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That, yeah, it's true. Um, but, you know, and you can say, if, if you're an elected official or a, or a uh, like a media personality, whatever, there's a, there's, people can say, are free to say a whole lot more about you than if you're just a regular private citizen. Um, and so uh, he's pushing back. He said, you, you defamed me and I'm coming after you. And apparently he has, um, you know, it's, it's substantially hurt his reputation and his career. So uh, among those being sued, uh, along with the president's campaign, are Rudy Giuliani uh, and outside lawyer Sidney Powell. Um, and he's also suing uh, oh, the networks like Newsmax, One American News Network, uh, uh, reporter Chanel Ryan, and blogger Michelle Malkin. Like, wow. Okey-doke. So, Okey-doke. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Hmm. Um, yeah. They're demand, yeah. demanding retractions and then financial damages. Well, I know I would. I would too. <laughs> you know, I the thing is, is I I don't know if they have any real chance of uh, getting anywhere, but uh, you know, it's clear that they were being attacked by a public figure. Yes, and well, and that public figure was you know stealing an election. That's that's a serious charge, and so yep. You know, yep. you, you can't just throw that around. And if you're doing it against the Biden campaign, then it's all part of a campaign, right? But you can't do that against a private citizen. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Regular folks, Regular have, some folks have some protections. Uh, Mary Hopkins, uh, Mary by Hopkins, the way, is the person who recorded, recorded Those Were the Days. I sent you a link for... Um, um, is that like Those Were the Days Spotify. from All in the Family? Nope. This was a folk song from the 60s that I was remembering, and I think I was remembering a male voice singing it, but it was a very popular song, uh, but a long time ago. I can almost not talk. Every time I talk, I hear myself echoing back to me a second behind, louder than you speaking. Let me try... All right, is it huh. better? Yeah, now it's gone. All right. So I was in my car, and now okay. I'm not in my car. Now yeah, I'm it was very car. weird. It was like 
every, I, literally everything I said was being played back to me very loudly in my head. <laughs> you know, it was like hard to talk. Hard to talk. Yeah. Good old Skype. So Good old Skype. Is, is apparently um, uh, America's, oh, hang on, where'd it go? All right, America's most dangerous city. Uh, once again. Most dangerous. Yes. Um, which is, yeah, the, the, the murder rate in San Bernardino is, uh, it hasn't been this high since, I think, 1995. And so, um, which is insane. And so now it's not letting me open the article. Of course not. Yeah, so, well, better you than me is all I'm going to say. Yeah, but you know, um, it, it's all concentrated in particular neighborhoods because, you know, we live in San Bernardino and it's pretty quiet here. Um, and many neighborhoods, yeah. it's pretty quiet. It's just if you are living That's in true of most cities, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It you is. Know? I mean, most cities know there. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter what city it is. Just every city has a place that you know. If if you know your city, you go like, yeah, it's not a place you want to go after dark. You know, it's probably not the best area. Um, you know, and and it doesn't mean that you know if you go there or drive through there that something horrible is going to happen. But you don't like stop and park and get out and walk around at night in certain parts of town, just because it's yes. it's not a great area. That's no, you, know. you don't want to tempt fate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you're, you know, playing the vigilante and you're walking around hunting the most dangerous game. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I, I advise against that. I think that would be, well, you know, stupid. Yeah, that's that's pretty dumb, too. Yeah. I mean, you could catch a cold. It's winter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm thinking it's... that's the least of your problems. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> So what's what's what else is happening in the news, Todd? Uh, news, news. There's stuff happening in the news. It's hard to say what's happening in the news. Oh no, it's not. All you have to do is go look through, look through the Google, through the Google. Let's see what's the stuff that's been going on in my mind. Um, you know, uh, mostly it's been food related. You know, we did talk about food earlier, by the way, and I forgot to to ring that bell, bang that gong. Um, so, um, you know, we've talked about Deborah Burks the other day and how she, she basically quit, you know, three weeks early. Everybody goes, hey. um, and Alex Padilla is filling in for Kamala Harris. We talked about that. Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, we talked about Trump wanting to, oh, did you hear about Walmart is now one of the companies that they're blaming for the opioid crisis? Apparently there's, uh, been uncovered systemic issues at the Walmart pharmacy, of Walmart as a company filling lots of uh, lots of opioid prescriptions that you know from very dubious doctors you know people coming in with with prescription after prescription and that Walmart wasn't doing a very good job of catching that and and turning people in um, Walmart has said that it's ridiculous we've turned in thousands of we, we refused to fill thousands of prescriptions and we turned in um, a fair number of doctors that we felt were prescribing things in unsafe ways. Uh, you know, your pharmacy sort of acts as a checks and balances when you're dealing with some of these um, uh, uh, classified drugs, you know, the the, the da- more dangerous um, medications. Yeah, and, the, class uh, a, the class A or class 1 or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. The Justice Department alleges that Walmart knowingly filled thousands of controlled stu- substance prescriptions that were not issued for le- legitimate medical purposes. 
Um, and so they are suing them, and they will take them to court. Um, uh, Walmart has deep pockets. Yeah. That's the real Apparently Walmart, Walmart ceased distribution of controlled substances in 2018, so their pharmacies no longer carry those um, those drugs, which indicates that you quit carrying them because you thought there was a problem and that you didn't know how to fix it other than just to stop doing it. So, um, And I'm sure that's pretty much the case the DEA is going to make. Uh, you know, Walmart's response was, in contrast to the DEA's own failures, Walmart has always empowered our pharmacists to refuse to fill problematic opioid prescriptions, and they refuse to fill hundreds of thousands of such prescriptions. Walmart sent the DEA tens of thousands of investigative leads, and we blocked thousands of questionable doctors from having their opioid prescriptions filled at our pharmacies. So, yeah, yeah I honestly around some think big this numbers. is all about deep pockets. Probably. Probably. Um, although I know that the Justice Department has gone after lots of, I shouldn't say lots, but they've, they've notably gone after some um, uh, pharmacies, particularly in smaller towns where, like, that's the pharmacist, and that pharmacist was clearly collaborating with doctors, either consciously or subconsciously, uh, to fill tons and tons of prescriptions because, you know, they make money for selling what they sell, and what they sell is drugs. That's what they do. Um, and so, you know, when you can get a town full of addicts, you, you're, you're making bank, um, as the town pharmacist. So, um, so it doesn't surprise me that they said, Hey, let's investigate this further and see if any of the, the, um, chains are involved, you know, and Walmart's a big chain, you know, and, uh, they're much bigger than even like a, a thrifty or a, you know, a Walgreens or anything like that. So, um, Yeah. But I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they start, you know, if, if they haven't already started investigating, if we don't hear about them also charging, you know, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not saying that CVS or Walgreens or Rite Aid or any of those guys have done anything. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be a bit surprised if at some point we see one of them or more of them also being brought up in the news as possibly uh, targets of DEA investigations because, you know, the it, it it wasn't just the doctors putting uh, opioids into the into the population it was the pharmacies as well so yeah but on the, the flip side of that is when my mother was dying she was trying mm -hmm. to get pain meds um because she was in a lot of pain um and it was so hard for her to fill to have prescriptions filled um yeah. you know so you know the, the they're walking a line she, she they are them. they are and it's and it's a weird arbitrary uh, rules put out by insurance companies who are also, uh, you know, involved in this whole process. You know, things like, well, okay, your doctor says you need to take three of these pills a day, and we can we'll, and we'll only allow you to have um, them for uh, for uh, you know a month at a time because you're not we don't want you stockpiling these drugs, but we're going to limit the prescription size to 87, which means day 30 and day 31 you're on your own. You know, I mean, it's it's just weird numbers like that. It's like, yes. why 87? I mean, if I'm taking three a day for 30 days, that's 90. Why yes. 87? So one day a month, you're going to make me suffer just to let you know that you're stronger than me, that you're bigger and badder than I am. And on, and what about the months where there's 38? Do I have to save up the ones from February when there's only 28 yes. days? Do I still get 87 in February or in February? So are you only going to give me, you know, I mean, it's just dumb, 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 arbitrary numbers. And it's like, you know, figure out what's right you know you don't want to create a company or a country full of addicts which apparently we did 
Um, you know, but, uh, but, you know, Purdue Pharma, shame on you. You lied and, and, and sold bad drugs to people or, or lots of, lots of drugs to people. Um, and, you know, and, and then as a company, they're, they're paying the price and they're going out of business. But, uh, you know, as we were saying, you know, there's doctors involved, there's pharmacies involved and insurance companies involved in overprescribing those drugs. But making it impossible to get those drugs isn't the right thing either because there's people who legitimately need that. You know, if you are dying from, from you know, some horrible cancer, um, those people need to be, you know, need, need to have some relief. Exactly. You know, because pain uh, is Some real. sense of normalcy. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, the sledgehammer is not always the right answer. It is not. It is not. So, Sometimes you know how, you you know how I tool. use Instacart regularly. Like, I, yeah. I love Instacart. And if and if the, you know, I very, I, I don't think I've ever given a, a, a rating of one. If I get exactly what I expect because of communication and because of what I ordered um, and, it's, and it's delivered on time and they're friendly, uh-huh. I always give them five stars because, you know, five stars means you've met all of my expectations right. um, to me. Um, and so, but apparently people are not always so generous and that yeah. dramatically impacts the, um, the workers, you know, the, the shoppers, it can mm-hmm. cost them hundreds of dollars a week. Um, and it's, and it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. So well, the, the problem uh, is, is understanding the scale, because in my mind, five would be exceptional goes be above and beyond the, 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 what I expected for me, what I expected is probably supposed to be three, but I think most people would give four stars. But five stars is something that I would hold out for for you know just those who were, gave me you know went be, above and beyond. I mean you know, and I don't know how that would be you know handled for somebody like that. But uh, you know, it's like the Uber guy who has you know bottled water and 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 mints in his car if you want them or something. I don't know. Well, um, but if somebody's delivering your groceries and right. they they give you exactly what you ordered, um, it's bagged well. Yeah. It's yeah. if there are things it's there, that are it's out on of time. the groceries, yeah. it's it, if things are out of the grocery store, they take a picture of the shelf and say, "Hey, what else do you want?" Um, or I try to do this or that, and you know, and so they're communicating with you, and then they deliver the items, and, and nothing's crushed or smushed or you know anything right. like that. Then I give them five. That's my expectation. Yeah. I give them five for that. Um, yeah. You know, well, see, the above so, and beyond would be the you know the photograph of the empty shelf because they could just text you and say they didn't have this, but you know taking taking the moment to take a picture to show you that they didn't have this that I'm actually here I'm really doing this I'm not making this stuff up, you know that that's the extra step. Yes. So yeah, and there's I, some I would are, just. There's some that are just that good. They're that conscientious. Yeah. And um, you know, but apparently people are kind of stingy with their with their ratings and it can make a big difference. So yeah. Cause um, they cost them so much, you know, to give somebody else an attaboy costs you so much. Exactly. Exactly. You know, people are out there hustling, trying to put food on their own tables. And, yeah. um, they, t- the, this, this article in the, I think it's the LA times, um, talks about this woman who, uh, it, it, it that, that, um, there's a sharp decline. Talk about this, this woman in this case, her name is Zahara. Um, the times show a sharp decline in earnings for shoppers whose ratings drop just slightly below 4.95 out of five stars. And wow. 
Uh, and often shoppers said the negative reviews were beyond the workers' control. So, like, if they're out of paper towels or toilet paper or whatever. Um, yeah. So even yeah, though— Yeah, don't mark me down because the store is out. That's not my fault. Right, right. So, you know, once one customer gave her a one-star rating over a missing bag of pineapples. Um, and, I mean, one star— and this is the, the, you know, their ability to work is dependent on their rating. So if you have a low rating, you're not going to get picked to shop, right? They're not, you're not going to, their system is not right. going to s- select you. Um, another one awarded her one star and claimed an entire order wasn't delivered. Um, it was delivered and, um, and that impacted her uh, mm-hmm. cost it, it as a loss of hundreds of dollars, potential hundreds of dollars of potential earnings per week. So um, and it was enough. Those two orders were enough to drop her down um, to a 4.94, and she went from earning an average of more than 1,270 per week to 690 per week while working the same hours. Wow, that's right? horrible. And it's horrible. $1,270 a week. Yes. Wow, I should quit coaching. So you know that's a. Uh, you know, I'm always buying groceries my... pays more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, it's just awful. You get a bad customer, and all of a sudden, your impact, your livelihood's being impacted in a real negative way. Um, yeah. now Instacart is saying that the system was to develop was develop their system was developed to ensure ratings are fair and accurate, and right. do not unfairly penalize shoppers. Um, to Wrong. protect shoppers, the Instacart automatically forgives a customer single lowest rating. Um, you know, so at ratings that are mm-hmm. out of a shopper's control are also forgiven, such as when a customer complains that a requested item is out of stock at a store. Well, right. there's nothing that a shopper can do about that. Right, but that's one of those things that that you know, if the shopper has, you know, the the shopper, like you said, if they take pictures showing that it's out of stock. Um, of course, a lot of times places won't have like even a shelf tag for it. So what do you do? Take a picture of like the entire produce section saying, sorry, we didn't have any pineapples, you know, yeah, and then I somebody has to go scrutinize the picture to see if there's a pineapple in there. I feel bad for her because, um, you know, like you said, it's like if the person says, I'm marking you down because this was out of stock, I can understand then then them coming back and saying, well, you know, it was out of stock, so we're not going to count that low grade. But if they just say that wasn't delivered there's no indication as to whether she forgot it or whether it was out of stock or what the situation was. Yes. And even, you know, even if something is occasionally forgotten, you know, I, I try not to I mean, everybody makes mistakes. I guess, you know, we how many times I've gone to the grocery store for myself and forgotten something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get home and your, and your spouse says, Oh, did you get the milk? And you're like, uh, no, I'll, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I got these 15 things that were looking good there at the checkout stand, but no, I didn't get any milk. <laughs> Is that what I went for? <laughs> I've had conversations like that. <laughs> you know, I just, we've gotten so entitled, you know, and there's, and, yeah. and we've forgotten the humanity of the person on the other side. So, yeah. Um, I I think the rate, having a rating system is good because I you know I occasionally very occasionally will get a total jerk for a driver, um, somebody who doesn't communicate at all, somebody who you know just messes up the order. But that's only uh-huh. happened. I've been using Instacart pretty much weekly for almost two years, and um, you know I think it's happened twice. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, I was at the grocery store. Yeah, no, you're right. You, it, it's, it's, it can be weaponized and it should, people need to understand the impact that, that actually has on somebody. I, um, I was, uh, at the grocery store yesterday and there was a delivery, I think, I don't know, it was UPS or something like that. And my wife said she heard the guy drive up or actually more accurately, our dogs went crazy because there's somebody drove up. And so she opened the door as he was delivering and he's wearing a Santa hat and he put some butterscotch on top of the, of the gifts and said, Merry Christmas. And you know, that's the kind of guy you want to just go like, okay, that guy's in the spirit. You know, I want to, I want to, uh, give him a good rating or add a boy. Of course, you know, you can't do that when the UPS guy shows up. There's no means to, to, to pass it on, but you just like to see people who are, you know, going, yeah, you know, I get it. It's rough for people out there. And, you know, the people in the, in the delivery business are busy as busy gets these days. Um, and they are, they're, uh, the, they're you know. the real Santa's man. They're delivering yeah, it's all nice to presents. see him. Nice to see someone out there smiling and, and, and saying, yeah, you know, tis the season. We're all making the best of it. So, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, that ratings thing can be tough. I was thinking, you know, that they should also do a thing where anytime somebody gives you a rating, it's date tagged and it and it falls off or suddenly as it ages, it should count less and less against your numbers. You know what I mean? Yes. So, a, you know, a bad rating that I got from somebody who was upset because they were out of something that I had no control over. They're saying they don't count that, but sometimes clearly they do, depending on how it's worded. Either way, you know, if it's a year old, it shouldn't matter as much as ratings that I've had in the last month. Well, so apparently, way, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say that way, you know, how the people who have, who have been dealing with you more recently get better, uh, you, you know, you, you will have their ratings should weigh more is all I'm saying. So apparently there are these things called there are these people called refund brokers that can that can be hired to help Instacart customers get their money back, and they've been advertising on on forums like Discord, Reddit, and Telegram, and uh, you know um, it's uh, and, and often that you know the stores want to keep the customers so they'll get coupons for you know free product to you know sorry about your bad experience blah 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 and. You know that sounds like a scam to me. Yeah. You know, so you uh, you you go after this poor driver who did the job the best you know that he or she could, so that you right. can then go back to the store and hit them up, you know, using one of these brokers to get some money back. I mean, that's just theft. Yeah, it seems to me like if it's not if there's not you know a, a means to do things through the actual booking company through the Instacart or whatever, then you know then you probably best stay away from it because it's probably smarmy it's probably a scam yeah yeah so how does it work like if you're an instacart or uh, um, a driver or buyer or whatever you want to call them do they have to put up the money to go buy this stuff or uh when you make the order you've put the money into the account so they then have access to it to go pay yes so they'll they'll um based on what you based on your checkout um uh, order. So say when you when you when you put the order in, your the total comes to you, and I'll just make up a number, 150 bucks. And uh-huh. um, so it'll assume that it's going to be 150 dollars, but it but it could go up or down depending on what the person actually ends up buying. So right. say you wanted five pounds of chuck roast, and the package they didn't have 
a package that was five pounds, it was actually, you know, six pounds or 5.7, whatever. Right. Pounds. Yeah. A lot of those, you know, when you're buying those kind of things, it's, it's ballpark. I mean, they don't, you know, they're not exactly, exactly measured out to the, you know, unless it's ground beef, you don't get exactly the amount, right? Exactly. And so, um, and so it's, it is, you know, after, after it's closed out, then you'll get a refund for your hold and then they'll do a transaction for the actual amount. Gotcha. So they put a hold on your card for what they estimate the cost will be. Yes. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Okay. That that and makes it, sense because it makes it makes it's. I think it and it ends up like a because the the Instacart drivers have an app kind of like Uber, and um, so they'll get a call when somebody wants you know to to see if to to find who's available when somebody's right. ready to shop. And sometimes I get responses right away, and sometimes it takes a minute. Mm-hmm. Depends on who's awake. Yeah, and it depends on what day it is. Sundays are generally the, the time, the days that it takes the longest. People uh-huh. tend to do grocery shopping on Sundays. Now, early on Saturday sense. morning, um, man, I had my I had my groceries in an hour, which is really fast. Uh huh. On a Saturday morning, early on a Saturday morning, so it varies. Yeah. Nope, that makes perfect sense. That it should, you know, it's it's like Uber, you know, it depends on who's in the area. Yes. So, who's in the area and who's out doing it, right? And those who um, know, you know, when they'll be busiest, that's when they make themselves available because they know that they can, you know, make money during that time period. And other times they don't, don't go online and log in, so you don't know they're there. So, uh, yesterday was the kickoff of the NBA, the very beginning of the new season, the first games. And uh, first game of the season was the uh, New Jersey Nets playing the Golden State Warriors. And it was a terrible game. It wasn't even close. <laughs> New Jersey Nets blew them out. One by 30 oh, points. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, um, not a lot of fun to watch. The Golden State Warriors had Steph Curry back, but uh, uh, two of their three amigos in their talent pool weren't playing. One of them is out probably for most of the season because of an injury. Um, um, and, uh, and the other one was, uh, had some soreness and they just said, we'd, you know, we want to take it easy. Um, and so, so they were definitely undermanned, but it, it was not, a, not an entertaining game to watch. And then the second game was the Clippers and the Lakers. And it looked just like last year, the Clippers came in and blew the Lakers out and you go like, well, I thought the Lakers were supposed to be the great team that was going to win the, you know, but Hey, they get going. They ended up winning last year. It took them a little while to get going. And, uh. Both teams have lots of new faces, so it takes a little while to kind of, you know, gel as uh, with with new players and new teammates to kind of get what's going on. But before the game, the the Lakers that are still on the team got their their championship rings, and then through the season, whenever they play one of their former um, players, if they've been traded to a different team or if they left during free agency, then they will give that person a their ring, um, you know, throughout the season when they meet up, and so. Oh. Uh, these rings, so it'll be nice. They spend it, out. and then they said that the championship banner that they wanted to unveil in the Staples Center, the seventeenth one that ties them with uh, the Boston Celtics for the most championships, the banner is up there, um, and they've got it shrouded. It's covered right now, and there's a sign on it that says uh, uh, "More to Come," and uh, they said Why? that they won't un- they won't unravel the banner until they're able to have people back in the stands. So sometime next year, probably. Because uh, they said they want they want the the fans to have something and cheer. They weren't going to withhold the championship rings from the players 
but they're going to wait to unfurl the 17th championship banner uh, until there's somebody there to, you know, until there's fans in the stands to see it, which I thought was kind of a nice little touch. That is nice. Thinking about it. So, Todd, we are over time. Oh, we did it again. (laughs) That that could be a song. So uh, everybody ponder that for a while. If you're not going, oops, I did it again in your head right now, you're not human. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will not be here tomorrow or Friday. If you're celebrating the holidays, have a great holiday. Have Merry Christmas to you all. If you're not celebrating the holidays, have a great Thursday and Friday. And we'll be back next week, possibly Monday, possibly Tuesday. We aren't sure yet, but uh, we uh, check back. Check back. Merry Christmas. I'm Todd Merry Brinker. Christmas. I'm Aaron Brinker. Enjoy your week holiday weekend, everyone. We'll see you when we see you. Thank you.